Hi, I'm Jeff Wilson, and I have a story to tell about love, magic, or what seems like magic to me, and the powerful role plant medicines had in bringing me back from the depths of depression to a place where I am almost insanely excited about my life. I'm grateful for you to be listening, and my hope is that you will also experience the change you need. Because this podcast isn't really about me. It's about you and your evolution. And it's about the thousands of others, like me, who have had similar spiritual psychedelic experiences from using plant medicines. So get ready to get wiser as you learn from each one of our guests. And the warmest welcomes to the parables of plant medicine. It's time to get wise. Uh, it's Jeff Wilson here with Nadine. Nadine, I'm so happy to have you on the podcast. Just a little bit of, uh, of an introduction. I met Nadine at a company we both used to work uh, with and uh, really um, uh, found myself uh, absolutely enamored by her for a while. And uh, yeah, it was absolutely fantastic. Um, but we had a conversation um, mm -hmm. uh, years later on the beach at, in the West End or on, the, on English Bay. And I was telling you all about this crazy, amazing stuff that happened to me um, recently around some of the psilocybin stuff and chakra alignment. And uh, you sat down and you listened very, very intently to my story. And then you told me yours and I was on the edge of my seat or the edge of the blanket at the beach going, wow, uh, that <laughs> is awesome. And uh, it, I always get so excited when we start meeting people we care about and, and they have similar stories that are somewhat uh, out of this world and somewhat allowing people to... Yeah experience or go out there and, and try to figure out what's going on what's the big secret to the world how can i be better uh and 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 that type of thing yeah so um why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and then sort of your background as well because i think the the first time we talked about your first ayahuasca experience was an absolute disaster because of your culture <laughs> and things that your father did so so yeah, just give us a little bit of your plant medicine yeah. beginning experience, and uh, and then we'll get into that story we talked about on the beach. Yeah, for sure. Well, I mean, it's it's great to um, have this conversation with you, especially because we have a, a history of like having something in common that is couldn't be further from this, like technology and possibly one of the most boring pieces of software to sell in the world. So it's hard to imagine that you get from audit and compliance to other dimensions and alternate universes. So it's kind of cool to make that leap. Um, it's, it's unlikely, right? So, um, but my first ayahuasca experience, it turns out was, was just not my first. And I didn't realize it. And I, I didn't, had, I had never realized it. I had made this mental commitment. I was open and ready to try this next level of healing. I had done, you know, all different kinds of therapy and everything else and trauma healing and, and you name it throughout my entire adult life. And then I decided I was going to try ayahuasca. I had done all the mental preparation for it. I had talked to a shaman and everything else. And I didn't realize that I, it was not my first ayahuasca experience until this, my first sip of it. And the second it hit my mouth, it was instantly familiar and it brought me back. I had an immediate flashback and I knew in that moment, I've had this before. I've had this before. I've been here before. And it brought me back to being about six years old. And, you know, I was at a retreat with about 15 people. Everybody was having this amazing plant medicine journey over the course of three days and it didn't seem to matter. Um, I, I had, we, I went through three different rounds of it on three different days. And each time uh, the, the shaman gave me, he would give me some 
and then he would tell me to wait a bit and then he would give me more and he would give me more and I would just go there and lay on my mat with all these people around me having having experiences and I was just laying there staring at the ceiling uh absolutely zero response to it at all except for I was laying there and it, it just thinking about wow I've had this before and I knew exactly when and so after the second night when I said to him, listen, I'm not having any experience at all. And I think I know why this is really familiar to me. My father is really spiritual. And when we were children, he used to give us this to drink. He used to, he used to drink this. He would have us drink it and he would pray over us. And I think you know, his explanation to me as to why I had no effect over it was because of all of the spiritual healing and work that my mother had done to separate us from that part of our life, to separate us from the, the spiritual hold my father had over us, mm. um, had blocked the powers of the plant medicine for us. So he, that was his understanding of why I was having no experience. Um, the, the medicine and the protection that was put around us, my mother is Ojibwe and she's a medicine woman. And so the medicine that was put around us to protect us really blocked us from any medicine that he would have used. And my father being of, of Caribbean descent was, and still is very involved in his religion and, and still has these experiences for himself quite regularly for him. I, it's his, his meditations. Uh, I, I love that, uh, that story. And it's interesting. And, um, that some of that probably was fairly, uh, felt fairly accurate. Some of it felt like there was a missing link and some other things happening, but I know that you and one of my best friends, AJ Scales, uh, he's half native and half um, Jamaican uh, as well. Um, and when I, whenever we'd have conversations and I love him, he's one of my best friends, but you could see, you could, you could see there is some generational trauma in both sides of his family that he would carry, which made him an incredible yeah. martial artist, uh, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu world champion, like a lot of things he was able to creatively channel it, um, but uh, he, it wasn't without his own um, struggles in other areas as well but they weren't they weren't that big so when i hear that story you can understand or you get that feeling now as everything sort of comes to light that they were doing the best they could to probably protect you from carrying on their stuff as well maybe it worked and maybe it didn't i don't know what do you think about that <laughs> no i i i couldn't agree more and i i do think that it worked i do think that it, um, well, I think it worked for my mother's side. I don't know so much about my father's side, but I do believe that it worked on my mother's side for sure. Yeah. So, so you have this non so you have this, uh, let's say this tasting the ayahuasca and you're like, oh, this is something I was given before. It doesn't really work out in the ayahuasca experience at that moment. And, um, so you went there clearly for a reason and you learned something about your past maybe a little bit but now you're kind of like well this isn't the reason i came here it was kind of a didn't work right what happened next jay the facilitator and i worked worked together to try and uncover maybe a little bit around what had happened and what this experience was supposed to mean to me and we just decided to use the time to just really have some inward reflection and be open, but also to realize that perhaps this experience, the ayahuasca experience, was not the right experience for me. Mm, yeah, so, I love it. So let me just talk a little bit about that because being a plant medicine coach, understanding where you're going, you kind of find you don't have to do all the plant medicines. So my head coach is telling me because there's like 35. But the point is, is that you usually find the one that works the best for you. And and for me, well, I haven't done ayahuasca yet, but I've done cambo. Uh, I love cambo. I've done mushrooms. I've done changa, DMT, and um, and those ones. And, and for me, uh, mushrooms open up wide communication 
to uh, something that gives me answers that I love to. And so that would be my plant medicine. Um, DMT, I'm a bit, and Changa, I'm a bit, cons I'm a bit more ease up on that stuff because that is a really incredible six minutes where <laughs> yeah. you gotta, ha you gotta have an intention and you can't be wasting that time because it's sort of like, um, it's, it's a much, it's a, it's a, yeah, it's, it's harder to say it, but yes, I get it. So uh, for me, I haven't done the ayahuasca yet. That'll be this year in Costa Rica, but for me very much was mushrooms. And, uh, for you who's been using ayahuasca in the past, there must've been a conversation around a new type of medicine for you. Yeah. Well, I mean, we decided ayahuasca just wasn't for me. So at the time, a friend of mine was actually sort of mid-production on a documentary and uh, a documentary called Dosed about uh, trauma healing through plant medicine and psilocybin. Yes. Addicts tend to feel alone and depressed. I'm surrounded a lot by the dark, the dark thoughts. Magic mushrooms allow you to change your mind. Psychedelics will be able to help with many mental health problems. There's one that fucking nails it right home. Opiate addiction is completely unbearable. I'm so sick of this. And you sent and it to me, and I went to that. And sorry for interrupting. It. Yeah, we went to <laughs> yeah. it. You sent it to me, and you're in the credits of that movie, which is fantastic. <laughs> so uh, I saw yeah. your credits. So that's fantastic. So, yes, uh, a great movie. Love it. Um, sorry to interrupt. Tell me more. Check it out. It's on. It's on uh, Apple TV. But I, I, you know, after having the ayahuasca experience, I wasn't ready to give up on the plant medicine journey. I knew the power that it could have from a trauma healing perspective, from a therapeutic perspective. So I started digging into alternatives and just been digging in with the, the crew from Dosed, learning a little bit more. Information's kind of scarce. You don't know who to trust and it's kind of sketchy sometimes. So, <laughs> yeah. you know, that was at the, at the start of the pandemic as well. I had, he recommended a, a group here in Vancouver that did group sessions and it was run by a therapist and uh, it's a couple, they're both therapists. Um, and I had registered and signed up and paid the fee and everything else for this session. And it was supposed to take place on March 23rd in 2020. And so I signed up for it. I was ready to go. And then things started shutting down. And, you know, they, they held the line on it. They held the line on it. We can social distance. We can do this. We didn't even know what social distancing was. Um, ultimately, they ended up canceling the session the day before and sending my money back and saying, you know, we're really sorry. We have no idea when we'll be able to facilitate this for you. So be on your way. And, uh, you know, I, I just reached out to uh, another source that the, the dosed crew was able to put me in touch with and said, listen, I'm not even sure if a group setting for this kind of healing is right for me. Can I just do this privately? Um, and I did, uh, we were able to set it up and and that's where the journey actually really began and it just was not anything at all what i was expecting conversations with an alien being pulled into different dimensions and getting someone else lighting me energetically on fire and aligning my chakras uh those are three things that you get to read about in the book evolve the parables of plant medicine i hope you're enjoying this podcast i love it and i'm actually doing it because i'm searching for someone that has a similar experience that i had often a shared experience um, that i talk about in the book that is so strange and so unique and more than one person was involved in it making it more real than just a typical psychedelic experience that's why i do this and if you're excited or uh, enjoying this podcast, I ask you to help us continue the work that we're doing in Costa Rica and around the world uh, by donating and get yourself a copy. Uh, I'll give you a digital copy of Evolve, the Parables of Plant Medicine. You can go ahead and read about the craziness of my life, some of the patterns uh, that I broke through, uh, all of my psychedelic and spiritual experiences to date. And then of course, some of the interviews you hear will be transcribed in that book. But I feel like we're kindred spirits 
that uh, you're here right now. Yeah, uh, by donation, just send me whatever you can afford. Uh, over 10 bucks, please, because there's that type of thing that's there. Just send it to PayPal, uh, jeffwilson72 at gmail.com, G-E-O-F-F-W-I-L-S-O-N-72 at gmail.com. And if I get that, then I will send you over a PDF copy with the code. It will be locked and uh, excited for you to join. Uh, other than that, please keep listening and enjoy the next part of the parables of plant medicine. It's time to get wise. Talk to me about so that's my history. That's where that's it. how I got to it. I love it. Talk to me about the the moment you get into having that private plant medicine moment. Uh, what was the environment like? How mm. was the energy? Um, what were the things that was there anything there that you needed to do? Did they provide sort of water? Like talk to me about the environment they provided for you, and uh, and then a little bit more on what your intention was as you went into that so a couple of things and because i had initially planned to do this in a group setting i had a friend that was going to do it with me and so when we set up the per the private thing we set it up together so it was myself and one other person and we did it at their place now this is possibly the worst environment ever to have done this in <laughs> in retrospect um i've done i've done my other Come sessions on. at my own house because my own house is pretty clear it's pretty it's a pretty neutral palette but this person is uh, a maximalist um and their house is full of tribal masks and <laughs> crazy artifacts from all over the world. There is just insane shit everywhere. There is no, no, not a single space of like wall that is not covered in queer art or something, right? So, so there's an amazing dicks house, everywhere. <laughs> there's, there's dicks everywhere. There's trans art everywhere. There's just crazy colors and African masks and, and zebras and monkeys and all kinds of stuff literally jumping out at you. The second you walk into the, the place, it looks like an acid trip. Uh, so that was I possibly can... the worst environment ever. And you are a good poker player, <laughs> but I can imagine the smile on the eyes wide in your face, but you're like, well, we're going to do this anyway because yeah. it's time. But that is awesome. Yeah, match, baby. So, yeah. So, 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 um, so, you're, so you're in a, you're in a porno theater, an African porno theater. Sorry. Basically, say, yeah, that's yeah. basically no, what that's, it looks like. And you're about to, yeah, that's what it sounds like. And you're about to do some therapy. Some therapy. We're about to do some therapy. And the, the, oh, the facilitator um, brought, brought a person. So there was two of them there. And they came in and they were like, oh my God, okay, well, you're going to have an eye mask on. So they, they, they facilitate you wear an eye mask. Yep. You've got noise canceling headphones. You're playing, you're listening to a very specific curated playlist. So they're like, it's okay. You just need to keep your eye mask on. Don't take your eye mask off clearly because of all the dicks, but okay. Uh, so, you know, that, that was kind of the, the, the instruction. And we both have, and they, they had known my background with ayahuasca and that it had no effects. They were like, listen, we're gonna watch you really closely and we probably are gonna give you a larger dose. And so they gave us a dose um, and we both lay down and we're laying there for a long time and I'm fine. I'm totally fine. And my friend whose house we're at is definitely not fine. Um, you can see that they are 100% in their experience. Um, and I'm, I'm laying there and I'm just laying there twitching and restless and like, hello. So I, I, um, so I say, yeah, sorry, when you, mm -hmm. how far apart are you from your friend in terms of distance? Do you, are you aware of how close they are? Probably about six feet. Okay, but you can hear her or, or something? Yeah, I, it's, I can hear him. Yeah, okay. I can hear him. him. Yeah. I can hear him. He's groaning. He's moaning. He's moaning a lot. Um, he's panting. He's breathing heavily. Um, 
so I'm, I'm, I know that there's stuff going on around me. And, and so what so did I they just, give you again? Sorry. Uh, it was, it was mushrooms. It was psilocybin and okay. we had it in, in just some peanut butter. Okay, cool. Perfect. And do you, do you remember the and amount? Then, uh, we had five grams. Okay, perfect. And then, um, so they gave me some more. So I'm up to seven grams now and seven grams, a lot. probably 45 minutes later, I'm still laying there having no effect. And now my friend is screaming, just screaming over and over and over again, loudly, like they're going to probably call the police loudly, oh, no. kind of screaming. And so, um, so just, just a second, let me stop you there for a second. This just to let everybody who's listening right now, uh, this podcast is to allow you to give you permission that it's okay to go try this stuff. But yes, there are <laughs> moments that can happen in this, and and I can tell I'll I'll, tell, I'll have an interview on with uh, my good friend Jake uh, later where he does uh, DMT. Uh, uh, well, I won't ruin it, but for six minutes, I've never seen him more scared in my mind <laughs> that I turned off yeah. the TV, I ran over for water. And at the end of it though, at the end of those six minutes when he was done, he, I've never seen him more relaxed in his world and he was laughing his head off at how, 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 how horrible the experiences were, but it was over in that time frame. And he, he was as calm as they say a Hindu cow. Like he's just relaxed, <laughs> and he was amazing. And so, so just gotta let yeah. you know. Here's this this moment where this is kind of this release of all this energy. And uh, yeah, it can be kind of scary. But I mean, who hasn't sat beside someone or seen a seizure or something like that happen before? And uh, and to do it, but yeah. I I can imagine uh, oh, it can be a I bit wasn't distracting. Scared. I was mad. <laughs> I was mad. I, I actually, Jeff, I'll send you a video. I went into the bathroom and I recorded a video and I was like, what the fuck is this shit? This is my therapy session and it's big shit on. I just, I'm like, I'm frustrated. I'm like, ayahuasca didn't work. Now mushrooms don't work. And now I got to listen to this shit. I have this, this hilarious video and I'm like seven grams in and I'm like, what the hell? Like I felt a little tingly, but I was not having a hero's dose experience. I can't feel like I have my own experience because he's not with me and so I came back out from the bathroom after filming my angry rap video and the facilitator gave me um, uh, like a Reese's Pieces peanut butter cup and that had two more grams in it. So I went up to nine grams total and that hit, that definitely worked. I think he said it was, a, he said uh, his estimation was I was probably around 9.5 um, wow. grams, which is uh, significantly more. And I will say this, I only had that much ever on this round. I've done it twice more, both yep. times. Yeah. I never went over five. Good. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Interesting. So yeah, yeah. Just, so I would just, just for say, people that are listening, that is a, 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 a ridiculous level of, of mushrooms for someone who's yeah, having one of the first that. experiences. It's it's a very uncommon. Don't do it, and make sure you're guided. Have someone there to support you. Yeah. So you know, like my friend who was screaming, right? They that person needed support. They were able to take that person, bring them into their bedroom, get them to lay down, get them to calm down, and help them come into a better space. Right. Um, for me, after I had the extra dose, I laid on laid on the couch, put the headphones back on, and it was I was under, I was down, and I was in, and I was immediately transported into um, my Ashokaic records, which I didn't know was wow. until after I had learned a little bit more. Actually, my mother explained to me that I was in my Ashokaic records, but I think that somewhere between five and nine grams. I got to go into a different level of experience that a lot of people don't necessarily hit, especially on their first time. Hi, I'm Jeff Wilson, and uh, I'm super happy that you're enjoying the Parables of Plant Medicine podcast. If you have any interest of becoming a plant medicine coach like I did, if you are 
uh, fooling around with uh, psychedelics, uh, magic mushrooms, DMT, all that other stuff, and you're wondering what to do with all this crazy stuff that's starting to happen to you. Please, please, please get with the people that have been doing this for years. Uh, Be True to You is an organization that I'm a coach with, and I trained for 30 weeks with them to get it done. Uh, all the affiliate links for me are on there. Uh, do some research, click into those links, what interests you the most, purchase there and get a little bit of cut for sports the work we're doing here in Costa Rica. But uh, I gotta tell you, uh, it's the best decision I made. And if you feel a little bit lost and a little bit unfocused and a little bit like there's a new place that you need to go, join us uh, in whatever way possible. We'd love to have you. Or just keep listening to the podcast. Thanks so much. It's time to get wise. What an experience. And I don't, so I don't just, know just... if it was because of the dosing or if it was because of my history with plant medicine, but I was just able to just get right into this extremely deep place. And I was right into the Ashokai records. And I, I, I yeah, go on. For those, yeah, for those of us uh, listening that may not be aware of what that is, feel mm-hmm. free to Google it. But yeah. as I know, the, uh, how do you say it? Ashakayak um, mm-hmm. records to me, they basically contain, it's like a library that yes. contains everything that has ever happened of all time, anywhere. And from what mm-hmm. I've heard, it doesn't exist in a space, it exists in everything around you. But to get to that level, um, you, can, uh, you can get into some really, really interesting uh, uh, facts about um things that had happened so there there's um uh edward casey edgar casey edgar casey could go into the archaic records if you do some research on him and he was able to predict the future and then he would have mobsters come in they would say who's going to win this horse race he would tell them they'd go win the money then they came back and then he the the records and, and his experiences were bad he's like no you can't use them that way but it's a really interesting story so Wow, I didn't. I'm excited about this. So, so you're in there in these records. What, what, uh, what's going on? Like, how, what happens next? What's going on? So, going into the session, my intention, I, I was, I wanted to work very specifically on ego and shame. Those were two. Those were the two things that I wanted to just focus on. I wanted to understand the source, the source of shame and the the driver behind ego for me okay love it and so um you know when i in through some of the other you know work and reflection when i thought about the things that were holding me back most in life the things that were holding me back from you know recognizing or realizing self-worth or um you know really just putting limits in place for myself but that's that's where it was coming from so uh, I know it sounds contradictory, ego being uh, be putting being the the cause of limitation, but it absolutely was. So um, those were my intentions. That's what I was there to work on. And mm. my my records brought me back into and and the way the uh, I experienced the the Ashcrack records was really almost like every moment of my life had been broken into these folders, and I could pull each one out. I could, I could pull out every single moment and then see how that moment pulled into another folder and into another folder and into another folder and how I, I, it was such an incredible thing because I could actually go in and say, when was the first time I felt shame? And I could pull that folder out and it pulls you into the deepest expression of emotion that you felt at that moment. And it is terrifying. And I was horrified and terrified and I I couldn't wait to get out. But all I kept saying to myself was, you're here, you need to feel this, stand here and feel this. And it was almost like I could feel myself in the bottom of this cavern and I needed to just keep feeling it because every time I allowed myself to feel it a little bit deeper, it would allow me to pull out another record and it would allow me to get further down into the original initial source of of where that feeling came from, to trace it back, to feel it, and then to let it go. Amazing, but scary. 
terrifying, absolutely terrifying. I mean, I, I, I understood why my friend was screaming. <laughs> I just, I got it. I got it. I was like, okay, well, this is, this is what the screaming is about. Um, <laughs> so let's, so let's, let's talk about uh, this moment uh, mm -hmm. because it's a real moment. And uh, when I when I talk to people in therapeutic situations that I'm working with or just in general, and they're like, oh, I found out that uh, for these years as a little girl, I was abused by my um, by my uh, my my mother's boyfriend at the time. And so I have no memory of anything that's happening here in these moments. And, and I don't want to go back to that pain. And, mm -hmm. and I, I know how horrible, terrible it is, but it's affecting, it may be affecting uh, that person um, mm -hmm. physically with, you know, um, ailments that, that are kind of unusual, that, that don't make a lot of sense. And yeah. uh, so um, how <laughs> did you think it was going to be that horrifying? No, no. And what I would say is, and this is, this is probably a different experience depending on how deep or how much of a dose you have, yeah. For me being able to go directly into the records like that, I didn't go, I was going to specific moments and I knew that, but I wasn't seeing those moments. I was just living the emotions. Does that make you sense? Could, so you could feel the emotion, but you weren't actually I knew, there or you couldn't I knew, see it. I knew precisely where I was. I knew precisely what was happening, but I wasn't reliving that experience. Okay. I was just reliving the emotional consequence. Uh, uh, okay. So you were, uh, when we, you were observing? When, what we don't, yeah, what we don't recognize, no, see, it's very different. What we don't recognize when we remember something, we remember what happened, but it's very rare that we can actually, we can remember that we were scared, but it's very difficult for us to actually go back and feel that fear viscerally. That horrifying, absolutely terrifying, I'm going to throw up, I'm so terrified moment of fear if something horrible is happening to you, right? Mm -hmm. And so there's moments like that where you try to work through that in therapy and you're telling them about the time X and X happened. Mm -hmm. And how did you feel at that moment? Well, I felt bad or I felt this. It's very different to recall how you felt versus to actually feel that emotion. And so it wasn't necessarily about reliving the experience, but it was absolutely about realizing, the, feeling that feeling, you, you feel the emotion in, because you're not having the experience around you, you're completely stripped down naked. There is no thing happening except for feeling. So the emotion is amplified times a million because there's nothing else happening. So if you were scared in the moment, you were petrified in this experience because there's nothing but fear in this experience now. There's no distraction. There's nothing else you can even focus on. However, you know that you're on the other side of it. And so you know that you survived it and you know that this emotion and this thing isn't going to break you. And this is why I believe that plant medicine is so healing because you can go through these things that were traumatizing to you and you could actually go and hold your, your hand and say, but this didn't break you. You got through this. Don't let this scar your soul. Amazing. So that's. That, and, and so. Mm -hmm. So you're in that fear, and then were you able to take your hand and, and walk through? And how yeah, long? Over you... and over and over again for about six hours. And they're going through different files and different memories or similar, yeah. really? Yeah, yeah. Were they all you or were some of them uh, ones that no. didn't appear to be you? No, they were all me. Okay. They were all me. And I could feel myself going through almost like a a rainbow effect of the files. So it went deeper, 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 deeper. And then it started to come out and get lighter, 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 lighter. Wow. 
So, so you kind of knew your way home or out of it mm -hmm. because of the way that it felt. Yeah. So let's go back here now. In some circles, people would say, uh, well, I don't want to be re-traumatized. And mm -hmm. in this case, someone listening to this may feel like, I don't want to do that because I feel like I'm being traumatized. But you're like, mm -hmm. to me, it was this experience of opening folders, going into the dark colors of the rainbow and being terribly fearful, but knowing you got through it and continuing through those colors. And what is the experience once you get to that six hour process of something, minimize it, that's a long time to be mm -hmm. in those moments. Um, when you get out of it, or when you end up at the end, what's happening then? How do you know it's the end? Uh, it's pretty clear. It, it is pretty clear. There's uh, a fuzzy feeling. It's almost like a dirty feeling. <laughs> you feel, you go through feeling all of those things. It's definitely a dirty feeling. I don't, I don't know how else to, to reconcile that. Um, oh, sorry, let me just ask you. So you feel like you need a shower or you feel like you sexually, if you're kind of sexual? No, shower. You need a shower, you yeah. feel like a grime, like a layer of grime is covering your, your you from the inside out. You need water. Yeah, you need, yeah, I yeah. totally know that. I get it. Okay, good. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and you start, you know, first of all, your the playlist is over, right? Um, you're, you're taking your, um, your eye mask off, you're rejoining the world, right? Yeah. You're rejoining the world and you're kind of almost in that silly mushroom phase now yeah. where it yeah. can almost be recreational. However, you're so fucking traumatized and scarred from what you just saw about your own soul, that it's not fun. So you're not really like, woohoo, mushrooms. You're just yeah. Like, you okay, might yeah, be laughing and crying at the same time laughing and crying at the same time <laughs> yeah. right you're giggling and you're yeah. crying and you're like what the hell like i know that what the hell That's crazy yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah and then uh so for me um I, but the times that i've done this i like to and um you know i thank my facilitator person who's there to help me in case i i you know lose my eye mask or something crazy you know have to go to the bathroom um uh i flooded the bathroom once um i was i had to go to the bathroom and i was running the water um and i i just lost myself in the running water and went back down deep um but you know so thank the person who's facilitating it and then and then for me i like to have a bath um and sit in the bath for an hour or so and just um, listen to some some really calming like Baroque music or something along those lines and, and just be able to allow my my soul like I think your your every part of your uh, this is where you, you know let's see it's the times when you feel really connected and aware of the fact that you're a soul your body is absolutely nothing you're a soul um, and so and those are the, the, the that's the time where I feel like I need to just uh, bring my nervous system back into alignment with my soul because the mm. two have been separated mm. and they, they need to come back together now. And so, so you begin that process of alignment and sort of cleaning up and getting out of the, the, mm -hmm. the, the dirtiness of, of uh, the shame and the ego that was, was. um, what, uh, hmm. Did your questions around ego and shame get answered? And were there any other effects after that that uh, were negative or positive? Yeah. Um, so since I began my plant medicine journey, my life has changed uh, completely. Um, completely. Uh, I have, this is going to sound absolutely ridiculous, but like I have and I, this is not the reason for doing it, but I just, I got out of my own way and I was able to see where I put limitations on myself. There's something that happens where after you do this, and I, I've noticed it's pretty consistent with everybody uh, that I've spoken to that's had a similar experience. You become almost a little bit compulsive because you're starting to see and become hyper aware of the things around you in your world that aren't right. The things around you that were not right because you weren't holding yourself accountable or living your truth. 
right? Mm-hmm. Um, the things that you just weren't doing because you were maybe afraid of being your best self or didn't feel like you deserved. And so, you know, I will kind of go through these, these uh, up cycles where right afterwards I was pretty OCD. Uh, my house got really clean and really organized. Mm. <laughs> really clean and really organized. Um, and then I, I went through this shedding of stuff. Things just didn't have the same meaning or value to me. Mm. In one of the experiences that I had, actually the, the last one that I did, I used to have eyelash extensions. And somewhere along the lines in my experience, I was like, it's all fake, it's all fake, it's all fake. And I remember pulling off my eyelash extensions. At that point in time, I was having a lot of health issues, which I believe were were due to my implants. I had breast implants at the time. Um, I had my implants. So since I I did that, I had my implants removed. I've, I've just, my entire life has has changed not that i'm like all granola now i'm still a sephora's number one customer but um you know it's it's changed my perspective on the things that i felt like i needed to be beautiful the things that i felt like i needed were no longer i realized that i was almost putting on this costume to enter the world and plant medicine actually allowed me to step into myself and truly recognize that i'm I am myself, I am enough. And this body is, is a body, but my soul is what matters. And the two, this, this body is, is, is purely the vessel and it's not who I am. And so the, that reckoning changed my life. And, you know, a number of things have changed in terms of, you know, after, after that experience, you know, I became clearer around what I wanted. I became clearer around how to ask for what I wanted. I got a significant promotion at work. I, you know, uh, was, you know, bought my first home. I did all of these things and it was just, it completely changed the way I saw myself as well as what, how the way I saw myself work and how I went about getting the things that I, I wanted for myself. And that 100% was because I was able to go through and recognize the limitations, the the narratives that I had formed around my value and where they came from. Thank you so much for sharing it. It's a beautiful moment uh, to, to understand that. It's very similar to my last plant medicine experience in Costa Rica, which was a bit of a darker one which my intention was uh, to uh, ask myself, am I worthy enough to tell my story? Will it help people? And that's around the plant medicine things and things that are happening. And this spider, this huge spider started coming down from the top of the Maloka. And I started like I normally do, I start to smile because I'm like, ah, uh, well, I guess uh, I, when I get nervous, I, I smile. And, uh, and so I'm like, like looking at this spider, I'm like, well, is it coming to kill me? Is it Mother Earth? All this other stuff. And I go back to my intention and my intention is, am I worthy? And, uh, mm-hmm. and this spider comes down and it puts a crown of antlers on my head oh. and crowns me the antler king. And then as I'm feeling all happy, it knocks it off. And it says, you are not your masks. You are not the costumes you wear. You are your actions, act, and you will be. And I was like, it's yeah. just so perfectly me, because that's something that I think is just hilarious. And it was like, you are crowned this antler king, but it doesn't matter unless you act, unless you do it. But you are, you are, it, you are the, even asking the question, is a ridiculous question is what the spider and mother earth was saying to me and it seemed like mm-hmm. you had a similar experience in understanding that yes, oh yeah there, all there the is. hair on my arm just stood up because i i know i i felt the feeling that you felt when you just mm. like when you went I, I i i connected to that really hard yeah yeah and uh and there's nothing more beautiful than the clarity of it because there are beautiful plant medicine experiences where they mm-hmm. where they're they're loving and they're all this stuff then there's ones that will teach you who you are like going into the Degabus system and you know you cut off Darth Vader's head it ends up being Luke Skywalker's face your own face looking at it you are the evil that you and and the good and you are everything in that moment there are those moments this was one of those for me when when that 
happened. And, um, and uh, what happens after is exactly what you were talking about too. Things that used to, you used to get worried about or upset about, they just, they're nothing. You're like, oh, yeah. that's it. And then you look at the other people and go, why, why are you so upset about this? Does it mean anything? Yeah. And, um, and so amazing and an amazing experience. Amazing to see that after those moments, uh, success comes to you in a spiritual way, in a, a soulful way, and also in a, not that it mattered, but in a material way where you needed to get out of your own way and it helped you do that. Would I be well, right in saying it? Yeah, and I, and I would say even like, although the, the result, you know, buying a home or getting a promotion, they seem like material things. Yeah. They're not, it, they weren't, they're not actually material. Um, I don't know how to explain it other than these were, these were things that I was holding myself back from achieving. Let's, let's think of them as achievements as opposed to material acquisition. Um, they're things that I didn't allow myself to have because I thought that they would make me, they, that I felt like they were expressions of ego. And when I really learned what ego was, <laughs> and what I thought was ego, it, it really actually allowed me to kind of let go of uh, the limitations that were holding me back and, and recognize, you know, having, having a truth is not ego. And I shouldn't actually try and make myself small because I'm, I'm, I'm afraid of others' perception of that. Of you being small or being big? Talk to me big, about big. Talk to me about what you thought ego, if you can. Talk to me about what you thought ego was, and then what it ended up, what it is. Oh wow, I feel like that's a big question. Uh, it might be a four-hour <laughs> conversation. Yeah, could you just do it in two <laughs> sentences? <laughs> yeah. Maybe that's maybe that's a but it's but you're you're clearly the message of that. So it may not be something. But it, it, you said that you said once you understand what ego is. Uh, you realize mm -hmm. it's not what you thought it was, and yet you still let yeah. you still letting go of it, right? Yeah, and I, I I think that's just when I say I held myself back from achievements, I held myself back from from celebration, I held myself back from joy. I when I when I first decided to do this, I was actually very switched off emotionally. I had so many traumas and so many uh, deaths and sad things. Um, you know, I come from a family that has a deep history of drug abuse, a deep history of uh, suicide and mental illness. And somewhere along the way, I felt like being joyful, living a happy life, being successful, those were uh, boastful things. And they were things that I had no right or entitlement to when everybody around me and where I was from and how could I turn my, myself away from that when they weren't in, able to have those things or enjoy those things or live that life. And so I think when you're asking me what I thought ego meant, I thought, you know, I think in, in my own way, I felt like it meant being happy. And was that happiness part of a costume or a mask or was it actually something else so in summary <laughs> it, sound, it sounds like you went and had a ridiculous experience and none of this stuff was supposed to work and uh, it wasn't working for a long time and then you did work and it was absolutely horrible and terrible and no it wasn't horrible it, and was, then, it was beautiful right and okay so it was so beautiful. It was terrifying, but it was beautiful. beautiful it was terrifying, terrifying, but it was beautiful. And what I would say is after each session that I have done, I have my bath, uh, I, I relax, I bring myself back into my body. And then honestly, uh, especially as somebody who's really switched off emotionally, I cry a lot, a lot, a lot. And I cried a lot the first time I did it, I think I cried for about four of the six hours, like mm. sobbed mm. horribly. I think I, I looked like a different person for like three days. My face was so swollen. Mm. But through that, um, understanding the, 
capacity of emotion that I had was such a beautiful experience and it was such a freeing experience. And knowing that I could feel that depth of emotion changed my capacity to feel joy, to feel loved. It changed my capacity to feel. Um, I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't exchange this experience for the lesson of, of going through plant medicine for anything. Um, and I, I believe for myself personally, it's something that I will commit to do for myself, um, not regularly. I, I, I think that's very intense for me personally, but at least, you know, once a year or, um, you know, 18 months or something along those lines, I'll, I'll self-assess. But I, I think it's really important to, uh, for me to have that reminder of my capacity and to realign when I feel like I am maybe allowing the external world to influence my, my body soul connection. I love it. And I, and I wholly invite yourself and whoever you want to bring with you to Costa Rica in the next little bit to join me and one of mine, uh, and things, whether that be in a couple of years or in 10, um but uh i want to say thank you so much for all you shared beautifully terrifying and you wouldn't change it for the world is uh and, and to, to understand the riches and the capacity of emotion what you just said there is one of the most incredible things that makes us human and the more we can feel I truly believe the more we can control that feeling or at least allow that feeling, what ends up happening is we become the best versions of ourselves and the best versions of humanity, which may occur. And I, I, uh, I, I, I expected a different, uh, I, I, I love this because I thought we were going to talk about going underwater and some other things that we talked about on the beach. And this was probably part of it. And I would love to uh, continue to have you back on and to talk about this. But if you were to give any message to someone that was struggling and thinking mm -hmm. about doing uh, therapies and nothing's really mm -hmm. working, um, yeah. what, what, what advice would you give them? It is... Um... It is scary to decide that you're ready to do this because when you decide that you're ready to do this, uh, you're you're a hundred percent committing to changing who you are at the very core. I, I don't know anybody who's done this who hasn't been changed by it. So when you have hit the point of enough is enough, you'll know. You'll know when you're ready. You'll know when you're when enough is enough and and you're actually ready and when you are ready be surrounded by love set a clear intention and have have guide a guide or support don't don't do this alone do it properly do your research ask questions be curious and and just be very very open I yeah love it. that's it yeah. and, um, on, and on that thank you so much for taking the time uh, thank you for um, this conversation and your words to all the people listening to them. It, to, it, uh, it's brave to do it. And uh, so is plant medicine. So I want to say thank you so much. Thanks, Jeff. Have a great night. Thanks for inviting me out. Bye.